At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Pro Football Blitz with former Super Contest winners Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSAN, the sports betting network. Welcome back into the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you. James comes to us from Denver, Colorado. I am here live in fabulous downtown Las Vegas, Nevada at the Circa Resort and Casino, diving into week four of the NFL card. And we've gotten down to about the last five games here, James. And in our best bet segment, the one we were talking about with the Seattle Seahawks visiting the San Francisco 49ers is last on our, or is next up on our list here. And like the Kansas City Chiefs, the Seattle Seahawks are also last in their division and off to a one and two start. They will be in Santa Clara at Levi Stadium. This one, a division tilt, always seems to be a barn burner. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers off of a very tough loss last Sunday night to the Green Bay Packers in Seattle really got routed by Minnesota. You talked about their inability where they're really good in the first half and their inability to stop the other team's offense in the second half. They have been outscored in the second half so far this season, 39-13. to Now, the big storyline this week is Russell Wilson has never lost three straight games in his NFL career, and I know you, my man, are betting that he won't here on Sunday. Yeah, never's a long time, and I don't like to hear those types <laughs> of trends because we know those things happen. But I, I think about the the issues that Seattle has on the back end, and yeah, it's not a team that's built to stop the run. It's the secondary. They have some heavy hitters with those safeties with Diggs and with Adams, but they get out of they 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 tend to play a lot. They're very undisciplined sometimes, but they are playmakers as well. And 
Can San Francisco, is this the team that can exploit it? Now, they're down to, I think their top three running backs are hurt. They they came into the season really beat up at running back. So maybe Elijah Mitchell comes back and plays in this game. Trey Sermon now, rookie, got at least got some of the rookie rust off him last week against Green Bay. But, yeah, at this to me it just falls on the shoulders of Jimmy Garoppolo to have to make the throws and – He's just not one that I trust when it get into big moments. You know, you, when you're behind, he can make some throws and make some plays. But now when you're in a big game, and this is a big divisional game here, and with George Kittle being iffy for this game, I suspect Kittle is going to play. But like I told you, Brady, in that last segment, I did watch they had some clips of him in practice on the side running some of his drills. And he was just off to the side. He wasn't running with the team. He did not look good. And anytime you're dealing with a calf injury, those things can linger and you can aggravate those as well. And he, to me, is such a playmaker, not only cashing the football out of the backfield and how how he runs with power and gets his team fired up. He's such a leader for that team. But he's a tremendous run blocker, too, and he is not going to be at full strength. So to me, it just falls more on the shoulders of Garoppolo to have to make plays consistently for four quarters in this game. And I think on the other side with Russell Wilson, he said he's never lost three in a row. Well, he gets to face a secondary that he's going to have a lot of fun against because this secondary is really beat up for the San Francisco 49ers. It is always a close game when Seattle travels down there. Like we said, the last five trips for Seattle down to San Francisco have been decided by three points or less. That's where I'm taking it. taking the three with Seattle. They could potentially win this game outright. I kind of suspect that they will, but the three points is just insurance for me, so I'm taking the dog. Yeah, the Seattle Seahawks are 8-0 straight up and 6-1-1 one one against the spread off of back-to-back losses in the regular season under Russell Wilson's guidance at quarterback. I mentioned they've been outscored in the second half, 39-13 to in the second half of games this season. The defense is allowing opponents to convert on third down 49% of the time. Their defensive passer rating is 26th in the league. They have been good in the red zone, however, only allowing touchdowns 44% of the time. And we talked about that, James, on the San Francisco side, that is really the Achilles heel for this team, the defensive secondary. They are ranked 25th in the NFL in red zone defense. Uh, I am staying away from this game. The Seattle defense scares me, but so does that San Francisco secondary. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens, they are in your part of the country, and they are there to take on the undefeated Denver Broncos. The headline, of course, for the Broncos is who they've played so far, and are they a real 3-0 AFC West division leader. Are they a powerhouse? Because they have played the New York Giants, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the New York Jets. Now, we've seen this line bounce around quite a bit, James. Baltimore was a 3.5-point favorite over the summer. Denver opened up as 1.5-point favorites. It dropped to pick them. And there are even some shops now that are posting the Baltimore Ravens as a 1-point favorite. What do you think of this one and all the line movement, Mr. Salinas? Interesting. I think that's the narrative. The narrative is, well, Denver hasn't played anybody, so they got to prove it to me if I want to be betting on them in this spot. And I'll go with the Ravens that we've seen high-level games. You, you saw them on all the highlights last week with Justin Tucker and what a sweet – the what best kicker to me, the best kicker, clutch kicker that we've ever seen in the National Football League. I know Vinatieri's had can can throw his name into the mix too when you're talking about knocking down field goals in the Super Bowl. But 66-yard field goal to win the football game, and that's where that's the biggest difference in this matchup as far as special teams go. Tremendous kicking. The Ravens are tremendous in the kicking game, but. This is just a grind of a season thus far for this Ravens team. They've played these high-profile games. We saw them all on the highlights last week, the week before playing Sunday night at home 
down to the wire against the Kansas City Chiefs and then open Monday night football week one there with the Las Vegas Raiders losing in overtime in dramatic fashion. Along with all the injuries that they have, 15 guys on the injured list right now on injured reserve, as well as a number of other injuries coming into this matchup here, especially in the secondary. Anthony Everett's probably not going to play. Deshaun Elliott is is listed as questionable too, but he did not practice all week with a quad injury. I suspect he's not going to be out there. Again, left tackle Ronnie Stanley not going to play in this matchup either. And you got some guys coming off the COVID break, so you don't know how physically that affected them, and we know that can affect your breathing. Well, you're coming to Mile High Stadium. Brady, you're playing in, in the thin air here. Mile High is exactly what it says, and that stadium is going to be rocking. So the Denver Broncos have heard all week, you haven't played anybody. This is the real test for you. But I look at Bridgewater and how efficient he's been. He's been exactly what Vic Fangio and his coaching staff wanted him to be. Come here. You don't have to try to win games for us. Just don't lose the game. Don't throw the football to the wrong team. He is playing tremendous so far. Now, granted, weaker defenses that they face. This is going to be his stiffest challenge here, but he's completed 77% of his passes through those three games and 8.7 yards per attempt with no turnover. So it's not like it's just dink and dunk. He's getting the ball down the field as well. This is a pretty deep Denver Broncos team on both sides of the football. I think it's a tough spot for the Ravens with all the travel that they've been in, with the injuries that they have coming to play in the thinner in mile high, and now you're going to have to go and come another emotional roller coaster and the physical nature of playing at altitude sustained for 60 minutes against the hungry Denver Broncos team wanting to prove themselves that they belong in the contention in the AFC. I like the Broncos in this spot and lay in the one I laid it. Yep. I completely agree with your assessment there. And I think a lot of that is the road weary Ravens. This will be their third road game in four weeks and really their fifth in six weeks. If you go back to the preseason, you mentioned Ronnie Stanley, they're great uh, left tackle still out of the game. Reports uh, surfacing that the Baltimore Ravens have activated running back Le'Veon Bell. Maybe we'll see him in this game. We'll see if that provides a spark for that Baltimore running game. And you mentioned it, uh, James. They're coming off two pretty crazy emotional games. That win over Kansas City and then the win over Detroit that was nearly or maybe should have been a loss. But, you know, that, that'll wear on the psyche along with that you know, road trips that they've been making all over the country. So we'll see how they how they fare here in the Mile High City on Sunday against the Broncos. The Pittsburgh Steelers, they have lost two straight after upsetting the Buffalo Bills in week one. T.J. Watt is back healthy in the lineup for this defense. Deontay Johnson is back at wide receiver for Pittsburgh, but Chase Claypool will be out against this game or in this game against the Green Bay Packers, James. Now Green Bay they're off of a huge emotional, crazy victory over the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday night football last week. This line was Packers by two and a half over the summer. Going into this week, I made it eight and it opened at seven. We're now at six in favor of the Green Bay Packers here with a total of 44 and a half. I took the Steelers plus seven. I laid a dollar 20, so a little juice to it that side here. This is. This is another one of those spots where you have a Pittsburgh Steelers team that's here in all week, and, and and I get it. Big Ben has not looked not looked right, and we didn't suspect he was going to look very very well coming into this season. It's a new offensive line, it's a young offensive line, but it's not a new and a new and improved Big Ben Roethlisberger. Only getting older, and yeah, the game has definitely passed him by. But that's not what I'm betting on here. 
I'm not betting on Big Ben to find the fountain of youth and be able to get out here and, and go win this football game. I'm betting on this Pittsburgh Steelers defense to keep them intact and competitive. T.J. Walk will be back for this matchup against the Green Bay Packers. Now, you think about that Packers offensive line, a lot of new faces up there, including their th- their left tackle. This is going to be their third string left tackle that is going to have to step in and face this Steelers front that we know can get pressure and that's pretty much what they do they don't try to they don't blitz a whole lot they'll rush for that's exactly what they did to buffalo and got great pressure on josh allen led by tj watt now he got hurt in that raiders game in week two did not play last week against the cincinnati Bengals. well he will be active and ready to go sunday against the green bay packers and I think this here, just the number was too good. I'm looking at this number. I'm looking at that defense on that side. Steelers have heard all week they don't have a shot. You're going to go into Green Bay, and you don't have a shot to stop Aaron Rodgers. These are the kind of games where that Steeler defense shows, comes ready to go and compete. Plus the seven here on the road. I did lay 20 cents for it, but I like my spot here in position with the Steelers plus the touchdown. Yeah, I'm with you, James. I think it's definitely a buy low spot on the Pittsburgh Steelers. They probably haven't looked worse in a couple of years in that game that they lost last week. And uh, you look at the Packers and who they have played, uh, who they have posed, uh, opposed defensively. Now they lost to the New Orleans Saints, who have a pretty darn good defense, and we saw what happened to the Packers. But since then, they played the Detroit Lions, who have an awful pass defense, and they played the San Francisco 49ers, who we talked about are very weak in the secondary. Now they're going to play a defense that has just gotten healthy and is pretty strong all the way around. So I agree with you there. Steelers catching the points. Over the last 11, uh, 11 years, Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin, 20-10 and 10 straight up and 21-8-1 and 1 against the spread when his team has a losing record. So I think Tomlin will have his boys fired up to compete in Green Bay. We'll come back with more on that one in a moment on the Pro Football Blitz. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.
Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know ever do that saying? with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back to the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you and talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Green Bay Packers. James, you and I both like the Steelers' side in this one, and apparently a lot of betters do, as again, we saw this game open up at seven in favor of the Green Bay Packers, now currently down to six points in favor of Green Bay, who will be playing at Lambeau Field off of a win over the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday Night Football in Week 3. I was talking about, you were talking about, of course, the defense getting healthier and their ability to disrupt this game. I was mentioning, you know, Aaron Rodgers hasn't exactly faced the best defenses in the league, which I think the Steelers are one of, especially when T.J. Watt is healthy. And, of course, when they did face a really good defense, the New Orleans Saints, They were thrashed in that first game of the season. I was also talking about Mike Tomlin and his ability to resurrect a team when they're in a hole or when they're an underdog. Over the last 11 years, Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin, 20-10 and straight up, 21-8-1 against the spread when his team has a losing record. Also, when he's facing teams off of back-to-back wins with a winning percentage of 67% or better, and he's in the role of the underdog, Mike Tomlin, 26-2. and two. And a lot of people want to rip on Mike Tomlin because, you know, he's not an X's and O's guys. But I think this these trends, uh, James, speak to what kind of leader and motivator this guy is of his team and has been for a long time. Motivation is always key. I know you, you have to have the X's and O's and game plan going in. So many times these games on Sunday are won during the week through preparation. But yeah, you want to get in, want to be a fly on the wall in some of those, especially when the Steelers are going on the road and being a big touchdown underdog to go face an Aaron Rodgers team where folks are thinking they don't have a shot to go in there and play. This is when they do it. You saw it in week one against the Buffalo Bills, all the hype. Roughly that number was sitting close to close to a touchdown as well. They're roughly, I think they closed at a six and a half point underdog in Buffalo and thoroughly dominated that Bills offense and a different offense for sure. But 
thinking about the issues that we're going to see for Green Bay up front at that left tackle position. Like I said, they're down to a third stringer at left tackle. And then think about the other side, too, defensively. Now, not loving this side for Pittsburgh's offense, Brady. That's not where I'm going here. I like Mike Tomlin and his motivating factor in that defense, how physical they're going to be, and they're going to get after it on the defensive side and apply some great pressure on Aaron Rodgers. But Thinking about the defensive side for the Green Bay Packers as well. Maybe a little reprieve for Big Ben not having to face their best pass rushers. The Darius Smith is not going to play in this game. Did not play last week either. So he's still on injured reserve is the Darius Smith as well as Kevin King is is doubtful with a concussion, did not practice all week. So most likely he's not going to be out there. So a couple key starters not going to be on the field for Green Bay to help this offense along for Pittsburgh because, yeah, it's been a struggle all season long for Big Ben to be expected with his age, the surgery he had a couple years ago, and then a completely new offensive line, very inexperienced offensive line. The key is going to be discipline up front. They're going to have to communicate very well. You know it's going to be a very loud environment. This game's going to feel, this is going to have a playoff feel to it. You just know this is one of those games where the energy and the intensity level is going to play really high in this matchup, and that's why I like the like the Steelers plus the seven. Like I said, it laid the dollar but I love that defense in this spot. James, uh, we talk about the offensive line issues for the Green Bay Packers. David Bakhtiari still out of the lineup and Elgin Jenkins as well. And I think oftentimes, especially a quarterback as good as Aaron Rodgers, can cover up some of the problems that the offensive line may have. And I think we saw some of that against a pretty darn solid 49ers uh, pass rush last week on Sunday Night Football. But now we're, and, and again, that was under the bright lights, national TV. Now we're asking that line, that offensive line that is depleted, to do it again for a second straight week against maybe a better pass rush from T.J. Watt and company out of Pittsburgh. So you wonder if they'll be able to perform at that high level for Aaron Rodgers and company for a second straight week. Uh, James, let's get into some talk here about some of the adjusted prices to win the divisions in the National Football League. And I'll start with uh, the Packers, of course. We're talking about the Green Bay Packers in the NFC North. They are still the favorite there at minus 330. And that's understandable off of what we saw, their performance against the San Francisco 49ers. That was a very impressive win. But, you know, the Minnesota Vikings, they were actually my pick preseason to win this division. And again, you could argue that they should be 3-0. and I thought they were very impressive against the Seattle Seahawks. They're at plus 330 to win the NFC North. The Bears and the Lions, I'm not going to go there, but I think I would take the plus price on the Vikings to win this division over the Packers laying $3.30. I'm kind of with you there too, Brady, just thinking about yeah, the, the schedule is still going to play out. we got a long way to go here. And, and anytime we're dealing with Kirk Cousins on that side to, to have to go and lead you to a division title, it makes me a little leery, especially with that <laughs> offensive line. Don't love that offensive line for Minnesota, but I do love Coach Zim. And Coach Zim is figuring it out defensively, especially in the second half. You saw that last week against Seattle. Key for Coach Zim is third down. Get us to third down. We get we'll get off the field. I'll out scheme your scheme and get our team off the field. And it's a there's a lot of young players on that team, but they're starting to grow and get better now. They're starting to get coached up. And I think the other side with Green Bay, yeah, Aaron Rodgers looked like Aaron Rodgers, and he was in spectacular form, pro uh, Hall of Fame form last week with some of those throws he was making on Sunday Night Football against San Francisco. Absolute, just some darts and some dimes that he's well he's. We know he's fully capable of doing that, but it's a full team game, and that's where I don't I don't like this offensive line for the Green Bay Packers. 
Don't love that secondary for the Green Bay Packers either. So this is going to be a long season. The one thing you're going to get with the Green Bay Packers is you're going to get, they are going to get everybody's best shot week in and week out, regardless of whether they're at home or on the road or wherever that schedule lands. They get everybody's best shot. And I don't know if just the big win on the road at San Francisco ails some of the things that I feel like are a disconnect in that locker room between Aaron Rodgers and that coaching staff and obviously the front office too. Yeah, great game from Rodgers last week, but that has to be sustained. We're only into week four and looking at a plus 330 price, the fact that the Vikings can get healthy and run the football with Dalvin Cook too. A lot of points to be put up on the board with this Minnesota team and that defense getting better each week. All right, let's take a look at the AFC West, your neck of the woods there, and the Denver Broncos are the second choice. This is actually pretty competitive in the pricing here. The Raiders, they're in first place at 3-0 and along with the Broncos, and they're the longest shot at plus 550. This, I mean, the AFC West and the NFC West, wow, two awesome divisions in the NFL. The Chiefs are still the favorite. Now, you remember preseason, they were about minus 400, minus 500, maybe minus 350 in that neighborhood. Uh, but uh, they were obviously a massive favorite to win the AFC West. They are now plus money. Plus 110 are the Kansas City Chiefs, the Broncos at 3-1, to one, the Chargers at plus 350, and then the Las Vegas Raiders at better than 5-1, to one, plus 550 to win the AFC West. Now, again, my preseason prediction in our NFL betting guide was the Broncos to win this division. I actually had the Chargers getting one of the AFC wildcard spots and the Chiefs missing the playoffs. Right now, I look real smart, but uh, like you said, a lot of games to go, James. But I tell you, I I would probably take a shot with anybody but the Chiefs in this lineup here. Kind of thinking that way, too. And if you wanted to play a couple of them, you could, as the Chiefs don't come through, because there's the same thing we were talking about with the Packers. They get everybody's best shot. So do the Chiefs. Now, it's been a tough schedule to begin the season for the Kansas City Chiefs, but we're seeing the holes. You're seeing the holes on the offensive line for the Chiefs. We saw that last year in the Super Bowl. Completely new offensive line for Kansas City. Takes time to get to know each other and gel up front, but no running game to speak of coming out of the Chiefs' offense. And then defensively, you can basically do what you want against that team. Outside of Tyron Matthew and Chris Jones, where are the other playmakers out there? And Spagnuolo really tries to disguise and hide a lot of deficiencies that are with that Kansas City defense. They're not all of a sudden getting it better here as the season progresses. So kind of there with you. I think about the Broncos. This is a huge game for them playing against the Ravens here Sunday afternoon uh, to win that and go to 4-0. and They've been fav- the favorable schedule. They're playing a last-place schedule, Brady. That's what they were last year. Uh, but now thinking about if they're able to win this game, they got a meat of their schedule coming up here. They got some big, tough games coming up here over the next four to five weeks. But then the back end of their schedule is pretty favorable too. Uh, but thinking about the Raiders, what about your Raiders out there in Las Vegas, Brady? Great start so far with John Gruden and in particular Derek Carr. He is lighting up the scoreboard right now. Offensive player of the month was Derek Carr for September. Yeah, he is off to such a great start. And, uh, you know, I didn't necessarily grow up a Raider fan. I was always a Raider supporter, but in the Bay Area, I was always biased to the 49ers. Uh, you know, they were there first, and and that's the team that came around when my family was growing up in the Bay Area. So uh, I, I certainly like the Raiders and always have liked the Raiders, but I've always been a Niner fan first. But now that the Raiders are in my backyard, I really want to see them have success, a lot like the Las Vegas Golden Knights here, the hockey club. You really want to root for that excitement with the home team now that they have arrived. And it's been outstanding with a 3-0 and start. Very exciting finishes at Allegiant Stadium as well. And you're right, Derek Carr 
has been absolutely outstanding for the start of this Raiders offense. I'll ask you one real quick here. We've got just about 30 seconds left. But the AFC East, the Bills at minus 400. Are you ready to lay that kind of wood yet with this Bills team? Are you sold on Buffalo? Uh, well, it'd be more so. I'm not sold on anybody else in this division here with the Patriots and your rookie quarterback, Mac Jones, and then the Dolphins have played well below expectations thus far, and the Bills now starting to get themselves right. I can't go with anybody else but the Bills. All right, we'll come back. Speaking about those Las Vegas Raiders, we've got the Monday Nighter to break down and also that biggie on Sunday night in Foxborough. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSIN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24 7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VSIN.com data and analysis. You get everything VSIN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up right now at vsin.com slash subscribe. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you inside the Pro Football Blitz, breaking down week number four in NFL 2021, and the time has come. Sunday night football, the big matchup in Foxborough. Brady versus Belichick, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to New England to face the Patriots. Over the summer, the Buccaneers were made a three-and-a-half-point favorite, and they opened this week as six-and-a-half-point favorites, and it has since moved to seven. And we're seeing an onslaught of Tampa Bay support. This ticket count is about 90% or better to the Bucs' side, James. Now, New England has been very good on defense. Tampa Bay has been very good on offense. But the Bucks' defense has been susceptible to the pass, and we have seen that in their first three games. But... They have been excellent in stopping the run. So I want to ask you, in this matchup, can Bill Belichick ask his rookie quarterback to carve up the opponent through the air, which he really hasn't done in his young career just yet? I don't think so. It has to be one on the defensive side. You, you can't put the pressure on on Mac Jones and be like, all right, well, you stepped into Tom Brady's shoes to, to be the face of the franchise going forward, and now we need you to go out and beat him in a shootout here. That just can't be the game plan going forward, right? It, it's, just, it's a lot to ask of Mac Jones, and yeah, they don't have the type of wideouts that Tom Brady has there either, and there's a, there's a lot of reasons why Tom Brady is, has left and is now wearing a Buccaneers uniform, but thinking about some of the playmakers or lack thereof that New England and Bill Belichick were willing to commit to Tom Brady. Uh, well, he doesn't have that problem on his on his new team with all the, the fancy toys that he has to sling the football out there too, except for Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski will not be part of this reunion. He did not make the trip out to, to New England. He's got fractured ribs, busted up ribs, so he didn't even make the flight. So unfortunately, he's not going to be a part of this reunion party, but there's still plenty of other targets for Tom Brady to sling around. But thinking about, yeah, that's the weakness for Tampa. They are banged up in that secondary. Jamel Dean's not going to play, I don't believe, in this game either. And they've already suffered some injuries. They suffered some injuries back and bunting back in week one against Dallas. But can Mac Jones be the one to take advantage of it? I just don't suspect that that's going to be the game plan here. they got to try to just keep the it's, – it's going to be on the defensive side, keep everything – Keep everything in front of him, not let Brady take the top off the defense. But we also know 
Brady, that Tom Brady is very methodical too. He's not going to feel like he needs to go out and play the hero and go out. Hey, I need to make big splash plays here. He just wants to go back out there and win. But looking at this number, yeah, up to seven now in a lot of places out here in Colorado, Brady. And, and, and I get it. I understand why the money is going where it is. I can't make a case to say I want to take the home dog in this spot. Usually I love the home dog on, on Sunday night football in this area, especially with Belichick coaching the defense. But it's Mac Jones in that position at the quarterback side. This turns out to be Brady's going to put some points on the board. I just can't see Mac Jones being able to sustain and make plays to keep up there. So, yeah, I understand why the money's going that way, Brady, and why that number keeps ticking up. And we had talked about this earlier. If you're wanting to get involved and take the Buccaneers, this is the time to do it because you're not going to see. It's not going to go back to six and a half where it was, and you're not going to see these sevens much longer. That's the best number you're going to have to lay. You may have to lay even a hook on that. So bet the Tampa Bay Buccaneers now if you want to get involved. I'm not going to get involved with the side when it comes to that number. I did get involved with the teaser play. It is part of the emotional teaser play that I'm playing with the New Orleans Saints at home in a very emotional game in their home opener in the Superdome. And then I am taking the Bucks here, dropped it down to just a half. I had them at six and a half, dropped them down to a half for that second leg of the teaser in favor of the Buccaneers. Yeah, I think it's going to be very interesting uh, to watch this game and what kind of plan Belichick comes up with to try and defend not only the Tampa Bay offense, but how is he going to attack this Tampa Bay be- uh, defense? And I mentioned, you know, you can't expect Mac Jones to sling it all over the yard. You know, Bill Belichick and company, they have uh, shown earlier this season that the, they want to run the ball, and that's going to likely be very difficult against Todd Bowles' defense, who's been very good. It's really been the strength of their team against the run this season. Now, if you look at the uh, Tampa Bay defense here, they're not putting a lot of pressure on the quarterback. They are 32nd in the league in how many times they're sacking the quarterback. They have only averaged one sack per game so far through three games this season. Also, on third down, They are letting their opponents convert over 53% of the time. That is 29th in the league. So, James, I mean, maybe Belichick sees that, that Jones should have some time to throw, and I would think he's got to try and design his game plan directed, you know, down that course because I don't know if he can beat him on the ground running the ball. They're not going to be able to beat him on the ground. You're going to run if you're going to run in between the tackles into that A and B gap. You're going to deal with Vita Vea and Dominican Sue in there. You're not going to move those guys out of the way. So you're not going to be able to pound the football down there. You're going to really have to play max protect. They're not going to. There won't won't see a whole lot of empty sets. You'll see a lot of motion coming out of Josh McDaniel in that offense and pre-snap motion just to try to help Mac Jones decipher what coverages they're in. But I think we're going to see a lot of pressure fronts coming from Todd Bowles. He typically does that anyhow. may even see some zero coverage fronts. It doesn't mean that that's what they're going to run. And they're going to really design a lot of these fronts to confuse the young rookie on Mac Jones. And it's just a tough situation for the rookie to have to step in here. One other target to keep in mind, yeah, they haven't been running the football very well. Just 3.9 yards per carry have the New England Patriots on the ground and not going to have James White in the backfield. Not that he was really a running threat, but definitely a threat to to catch the football out of the backfield. Unfortunately, it looks like James White is going to be lost for the season for the New England Patriots. So that's a big weapon, not only from a playmaking standpoint, catching the football out of the backfield, but even just the, the presence and the leadership that he brings to that offense because he was really the last holdover of of veteran leadership on that offense once Brady left, and now you have James White out of lineup. That's a significant loss in my mind for the New England Patriots offensively.
I, I totally agree with you because he's like a, a security blanket for any quarterback. Was for Tom Brady and uh, will be for Mac Jones going forward as well. He's great out of the backfield. So I, I agree that that is a big loss. It'll be interesting to see what the Patriots come up with. I tell you, you know, after all is said and done and, the, you know, the most overhyped game of all, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Belichick finds a way to get inside this number. But we will see. Um, let's move to the Monday Nighter, my fan, uh, my friend, a battle of the AFC West division leaders, the Las Vegas Raiders and the Los Angeles Chargers who come in at two and one. The Raiders come in unblemished with wins over the Baltimore Ravens, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Miami Dolphins. The Chargers come off of a really nice win over the Kansas City Chiefs, doing it on the road at Arrowhead Stadium outright as underdogs now the line over the summer in this one james was the chargers minus four i made it chargers minus two and then it opened at los angeles minus three and a half i'm really looking forward to this one and we've talked about this a couple times on the program once you hit that afternoon slate of games through monday night it is quite a lineup of contests we have and the monday night game is no exception both these teams are going to be challenged the way that they haven't been all season long. You think about the, the Raiders and how well they've played. You mentioned the three games and exciting games that they were and really emotional games. But it's always it's always easier to get up when you win those games as opposed to losing, which they've been able to find a way to finish and win those football games to stand unblemished at 3-0. and but now that defense, there's holes on that defense, especially in the back end at that secondary. Really, Ngakwe and Crosby, especially Crosby, has been terrific applying consistent pass rush. He's going to have to do that again. But this is a different offensive line they're going to face. The Chargers offensive line has done a great job of keeping Justin Herbert upright, and we know Herbert, he's got plenty of weapons to sling the football to, and I think that's the key to this game for me with the Chargers offensively is giving Herbert time and being able to get after that back end of the Raiders defense, and I think they're suspect in that in the safety area. So some big plays to be had from the Chargers in this respect, and Thinking about the other side, though, the Chargers, they, they've got plenty of athletes, and, and Bose is a tremendous pass rusher, but they are susceptible to run. They are worse than the league at stopping the run right now. They're averaging giving up 170 yards on the ground is their run defense, and I think that's got to be part of the Raiders' game plan going into this matchup, Brady. We know Derek Carr has been slinging the football 1,200 yards plus six touchdowns throwing the ball and some clutch touchdowns in key situations to win football games, but here with the Raiders, I think they're going to have to try to keep some pressure off and keep the ball, try to ball control and take advantage of that Chargers suspect defense running the football. They did very well last week running the football. Now, don't know about Josh Jacobs' status going into this matchup, but but ultimately, I think the other caveat that I'm thinking here is Gus Bradley. The one thing he knows is he knows that Chargers, that's the new defensive coordinator for the Raiders. He knows that Chargers personnel inside and out. He was their defensive coordinator the previous four seasons. So if he knows his boys, he knows the way to attack them. And right now, looking on paper, the way to attack that team is rushing the football. Peyton Barber had a big game last week against the Dolphins. I suspect we'll see a lot of Peyton Barber if Josh Jacobs is not able to play in this contest on Monday night. Yeah, I think Jacobs is going to be okay. He did uh, look pretty good in practice, and I think he's going to be a go come Monday night uh, for this game. And you talk about Gus Bradley, absolutely. That's been a major change for the Las Vegas Raiders this season. I want to comment more on that when we come back on the other side. I think that's a big factor in this handicap as well. Gus Bradley coming from the Chargers to the Las Vegas Raiders. We'll be back with the final segment, wrapping up the Pro Football Blitz in just a moment. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing chumba casino coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at thirty thousand feet so sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus that's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus this is the pro football blitz with brady cannon and james salinas on vcin the sports betting network before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check out the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and the bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line, total, and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way. Vsin's here to make you a smarter better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Wrapping up the Pro Football Blitz for Week 4 in the NFL. Brady Cannon live from the Circa Resort and Casino. My partner James Salinas live from Denver, Colorado. And James, we were talking about the Raiders and the Chargers, the Monday night game. Josh Jacobs currently listed as questionable. Uh, I have heard reports here locally in Las Vegas throughout the week that he has looked pretty good, pretty spry in practice. So I think, I don't know if we'll see him upgraded to probable, but I do think we might CMN action on Monday night. And of course, that'll be a big part of that Raider offense if they can have both Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake available. You were talking a little bit about Gus Bradley. I think the Raiders defense has been much improved this season. And I think you could really see that play out in last week's game against Miami. Miami hit them with a 14-0 punch right out of the gate. And basically for the rest of the entire game, the Raiders held the Dolphins scoreless. They had a late field goal in uh, the fourth quarter, and then, of course, they added the, the touchdown at the very end to tie it up and overtime and all that stuff. But I don't think any of that would have happened last year with this Raiders defense. The ability to hold Miami basically scoreless for three quarters of this game, and that's to Gus Bradley's credit. And, of course, 
He comes from the Chargers over to the Las Vegas Raiders. If there's anybody in the NFL that knows how to defend uh, Justin Herbert, it's probably Mr. Bradley. Absolutely, knowing the personnel, knowing how they play but on both sides, knowing that personnel upside down when you're talking about the offense as well as the defense. You go against them in practice each and every week and know what their tendencies are, know what their strengths and weaknesses are. The only caveat is, yeah, you've got a new coaching staff there with the Chargers, so you're going to have to go back to some of the film if you're looking for certain tendencies. But I think the tendency for the Chargers is throwing the football, and that's where they've done a great job from last year to this year as far as Justin Herbin keeping him upright. I've been very impressed with the pass protection that we've seen from the Chargers through the first three games. And Justin Herbert, when he has time back there, he can make all the throws. He's got stands tall in the pocket, has the big arm, and you've got Williams on one side making big plays and Allen being able to move the sticks. He makes big plays as well. That's, to me, the key to this game is can the Raiders generate the same type of pass rush that they've been that they've been able to generate in the first three games? It's the big step, step up in class when it comes to playing against your opponent's passing game. You play in the Baltimore Ravens, you know what they are. They are going to run the football at you with, with Jackson and company and Pittsburgh, Big Ben, completely on the other side of his career in a brand-new offensive line. A lot of issues, growing pains going right now with that offense and that passing game. Not so much here with Justin Herbert coming off a big game on the road in Arrowhead last week. Four touchdowns. They lit it up offensively. So, to me, that's the key to this game here is can the can the Raiders continue to get after the quarterback in Gawkway on one side and really, ultimately, it's been Crosby on the other side consistently getting in there and good for Crosby. He's talked about his issues with alcohol and he's dried out now and playing spectacular so far in this young season. I haven't played this game, Brady. It's sitting, I'd like the hook. It's down to three in most places out here in Colorado. I haven't gotten involved yet. I think this is really, it, it is what that number says. It's a three. If I got the three and a half, I'd probably be leaning towards the Raiders in this spot, but I think it's going to be a great Monday night football game. No play as of yet, but we still have some time for me to get involved. Yeah, we'll recap our best bets here to wrap up the program, and the Raiders plus three and a half is actually one of my best bets that I do have in pocket, and like you say, James, we're not seeing that now, and I don't know if we're really going to see it again. I think this game will probably close three. I wouldn't think it would get any lower than that. Um, If it does, you're certainly going to see a surge of Charger action, I would imagine, and if it goes back to three and a half, I think you'll see Raider action, so... Three is probably right where we're going to stick for this game, but you bring up a great point about the offensive line. This Chargers offensive line is probably the best one the Raiders are going to have faced all this season. They faced the Baltimore Ravens in the opener. Of course, that offensive line was ba- uh, was banged up. They faced the Pittsburgh Steelers in Week 2, and then we know the Miami Dolphins don't have a great offensive line too. So that may, you know, we talk about Gus Bradley on the defense and what he's doing there. Maybe that pass rush and that offensive line uh, going against that offensive line for the Las Vegas Raiders will be the biggest challenge in this game. But I definitely do like getting the hook there. I'm with you. I I think this is a one-score game uh, against a couple of teams that have looked really solid out of the AFC West division so far. Uh, James, let's uh, recap some of the best bets here. And uh, one that you and I share is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, you've got the Pittsburgh Steelers catching seven. You laid a dollar and 20 cents there. I think that's completely worth it. There probably are still some shops right now where you can buy that half point up to seven on the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I don't think it's uh, a real ask and real expensive to play the extra 10 or to pay the extra 10 cents when you're getting yourself to a key number. It gives me personally a comfort level. I'd much rather have seven than six and a half. 
Absolutely. That's why I did it. And I, I don't I'm really frugal when it comes to land choose, but not when you're talking exactly what you said, Brady, on those key numbers, especially a number like seven, when you're going on the road and having to face Aaron Rodgers there in Lambeau field, but not going to be at full strength in Lambeau left tackle down to their third string left tackle, best pass rusher, not going to be on the field for the Packers. Again, Zadarius Smith out for this game. And on the Steelers side, TJ Watt is in this game. He was the, he was the disruptor in that opening week game week one at Buffalo and just created havoc all over with Josh Allen in that offense. I think that's what we're going to see. Maybe not to that extent with the same pressure that he put out there, but I think we're going to see the same spirited effort out of this Pittsburgh Steelers defense. That's what I'm betting on here. I think the Steelers defense is healthy now. They will come to play and make this a competitive game. Not betting on the on the Pittsburgh Steelers offense here, but maybe some shorter fields because of that defense, some three and outs, maybe a turnover potentially out of the Steelers defense to keep this game competitive, keep it tight. That's why I laid the 20 cents, Steelers plus seven. James, let's talk about the New Orleans Saints. You and I both have them on uh, one leg of a two-team six-point teaser. You teased them down to one. I teased them down to one and a half a little earlier in the week when the spread was at seven and a half. The spread opened up at eight in favor of New Orleans. This will be their first game at the New Orleans Superdome. Uh, of course, because of her, uh, Hurricane Ida, they were forced out of there the first three weeks of the season. Uh, we've seen some money come in on the New York Giants, though. I mentioned this opened up at eight in favor of New Orleans. It's now currently at seven with a total of 42, a relatively low total, too. And maybe that speaks to the lack of passing yards we've seen out of Jameis Winston uh, maybe Sean Payton kind of keeping him under wraps a little bit so he doesn't get, you know, uh, a loose cannon throwing those balls uh, into the other team's arms. But I, I really have been impressed with this Saints team so far. I think they have a ton of talent. They get Marcus Lattimore uh, back on defense. And uh, I think that week two loss to Carolina, I, I told, I mentioned this earlier in the program. I think you just throw that one out. That was such an awful spot for this team. I don't know if you can completely judge this Saints team off of that performance. Now, you and I, again, we have teased this down, and I certainly like that play. Would you also lay the wood here minus the seven? I, if I was going to play it, I wouldn't be taking it with the Giants. And and I get it. folks are betting the numbers where you're getting it. You're getting it at seven and a half. And thinking about the Saints, their struggles to score. Jameis Winston, Michael Thomas out. You know it, it's been a struggle make big plays down the field. Kamara is really the only playmaker that they, they have offensively, but I think this defense could create some offense for the Saints. They're going to get after. You know that crowd and the Superdome is going to be impact this game. I think for this Giants, it's not a good offensive line. I think we're going to see some penalties up front, some false start penalties, maybe delay a game, 12 men on the field, etc., not getting the personnel in on time. It all falls on Daniel Jones to have to make good decisions and make the right decision in this environment. I think it's going to be communication is going to be really difficult on the other side defensively for the Giants. Blake Martinez out, blew his ACL out. He is the leader of that defense. He's the captain. He's the leading tackler from a year ago. He calls the signals with the green dot on the helmet. He is not going to be available, unfortunately. Yeah, I think communication is going to be an issue for the Giants. So maybe it's the defense that scores more. Maybe the Saints defense puts some points on the board, potentially more so than the offense. But I can't get involved with the Giants here. It's an emotional spot for the Saints. And, yeah, the teaser, like my spot on the on the teaser, if I was going to play this side straight up here, laying that number, it'd be the Saints or nothing for me. And let's get to one more of your plays here. And I think this is an interesting one. And we haven't talked about this game since the top of the program. That is the Indianapolis Colts facing an 0-4 start possibly in Miami to take on the Dolphins. Miami 
currently about a two or two and a half point favorite. And you've got this Colts team total under 20. And you laid a little bit of juice there, minus 120 on under 20 points for the team total points for the Indianapolis Colts. And I think you make a good case there. I mean, where are the points going to come from? They're banged up in the backfield and all across the offensive line and at quarterback. Yeah, Brady actually had the hook on it. 20 and a half points, lay the dollar 20. You had to lay a little juice, but that's the alternate line that I was able to get. Team total under 20 and a half points for the Indianapolis Colts. And ultimately, this this offense is a mess right now. Carson Wentz didn't do anything in the preseason, had foot surgery. Now he's working on two sprained ankles, re-aggravated one of those in Tennessee on the last drive of the game. They're going to have issues trying to score. Braden Smith, Quentin Nelson out up front. Jack Doyle is banged up. No T.Y. Hilton. This is going to be an ugly game. Not a whole lot of points to be scored here, but give me give me the under team total, under 20 and a half. I think it's just going to be a, just, uh, a tough time all day long for Indy to muster any kind of consistent offense. All right, my friend. Have a great week in the NFL. Thanks to Dan Miller. Thanks to everybody out there watching and listening right here on VEASAN. Peace. Sports. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.